You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this I'm so scared of this episode of Triviality. Right, Matt? Uh, yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why am I so scared, Neil? Oh my gosh, guys. Jeff tried to talk down the killer and he cut his head off. (laughs) He said you're not using a machete. You're using just a long bowie knife and he cut his head off. (laughs) Must be a Halloween episode, Uh, right? Yes. This year I dressed up as the guy who wouldn't play along with the bit. Uh, Coming to you live from the Amityville Horror House. My name is Matt. I will be hosting this game today. Obviously joining me is going to be Neil, Ken, and Jeff. How are you guys the doing The horrifying today? panel. I'm glad mm. that the trope of me dying first has stuck around. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it has to. I mean, that's just, it's it's written in the, it in the cards. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. Uh, we got a little bit of candy today. We went trick-or-treating. We were uh, promptly told to leave because we're adults. And it's illegal to trick-or-treat We didn't have any kids with us. In our county. Well, yeah, we didn't have any kids, but we were dressed like kids. I thought it would be fine. It yeah. is, yeah. If you're over 12, it's illegal to trick-or-treat in certain <laughs> counties. not aware of that. I yeah. was wearing a diaper. Don't get Party me. poopers. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Well, I just want those nickels. You know who did probably do some trick-or-treating with his kid, though, today? Mm, it might be our Skype guest, Mike Casey, cruiserweight champion from Rhode Island. Mike, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. We are we are overjoyed to see the video that you posted to the crop of your son Nolan uh, doing the cream of the crop impression. The cream of the crap. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think we'll drop that one in today. What do you think, yeah. guys? I think we should as a as a tribute to Nolan uh, and uh, Mike. He's the only child that I know that refuses to shoot on digital. So uh, just a great kid. <laughs> he. Uh... He listens to the show in the back of the car when I'm driving and just repeats that over and over and over again. The cream of the crop. Yeah, kids love repetitive things. Our show is pretty great for them. <laughs> <laughs> repetitive losing, great for kids. And he likes Ken a lot, too, because he's a big Garfield fan. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> All right, well, uh, what are the teams going to be today, guys? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm going to play with Mike. Um, So Mike uh, was introduced to the show by our friend Lee DeGeorge. Yep. So Uh thank you, Lee, uh, for introducing us. Uh, And Mike, uh, I don't know too much about you, so uh, before we pick a team, i got to figure out who you are. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm the vice president of an escape room 
company called The Riddle Room. Mm. And, and you know Lee? Uh, surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I met Lee as a customer. He came in with Amy Duncan Williamson. And they, uh, they have introduced me to trivia everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. And we appreciate you listening to the show. Um, so Mike uh, had a story about a friend of his uh, regarding Vincent Price. I immediately said that we should be called the Abominable Dr. Phoebes. Uh, movie with uh, Joseph Cotton and uh, and a reference Price. that four people get, yeah, right? Perfect. That only four people get. Um, love uh, and the reason I like it is because the tagline is <laughs> is uh, love uh, means never having to say you're ugly. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, but so it works for you. So just <laughs> works for me. But uh, Mike actually, uh, I think, enjoys House of Wax more. So I think we're going to be House of Slacks. Uh, the, uh, the Vincent Price themed Pants Emporium, right? <laughs> yes, the the main competitor to Burlington Coat Factory. And Mike, why would uh, where are we going with Vincent Price? Because uh, a friend of mine who uh, he was a big Hollywood collector had a face mask of Vincent Price, and he gave it to me as a as a Christmas present one year, a birthday present. I can't remember. <laughs> That's the coolest thing I gotta say. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think at a certain Patreon level, Jeff, uh, you can get uh, masks of us. <laughs> yeah, I'd be willing to imprint my face for money. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for money. Yeah. Well, if it's for money. Well, yeah. I'm gonna be teaming up with Jeff here. Mm-hmm. Um, before the do you have uh, a pants base name as well? I don't. But before <laughs> the episode, uh, I got a call from uh, Jimmy Bose. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we heard from him, but I guess he's back. I uh, asked him what his favorite uh, horror movie was. He said Carnival of Souls. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be the Carnival of Bose. <laughs> Uh, I love it every time. Well, now that we know what the teams are, let's find out how the game is played. Rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. <laughs> oh, a little spooky reading. Today. Yeah. Very ethereal, like he was floating around. Yeah. I was very terrified, but then Nolan's cream of the crop came in and I felt all better. Yeah, I really settled it down a yeah. little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys ready uh, for this tangentially Halloween-themed game? I don't know. How scary is it? On a, uh, on a scale a, of one to scream. Ah, I was going to go on a scale of one to werewolf bar mitzvah. Oh, werewolf bar mitzvah is not scary. Well, it's spooky scary. So I think we can just continue with this game. You guys ready for question one? Let's do it. Do it. Question one. This standard Halloween activity is said to come from a Roman harvest festival honoring Pomona, a goddess of a particular type of tree. I think uh, we're okay here. They're locked in over there, Mike. Uh, do you have any ideas on this one? I have a, I have a, a guess, but... I think it's, um, is it bobbing for apples? I was actually thinking the same thing. I, I think there's, yeah, an apple tree. I don't know if Pomona, if that's a type of apple. I don't know. But uh, I, I like that answer. Do you want to lock that in? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. Uh, we're going to be bobbing for apples over here. How coincidental, because we said bobbing for apples. Well, the answer is apple bobbing. So nice. you're both wrong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, say it the way I wrote it. I have you guys ever bobbed for an apple? Never. Have I, ever, I have. You have? Yeah. Oh. It's usually unsuccessful. It's pretty hard. I, I know it is pretty hard. Is it vegan? 
It's vegan. Well, it depends <laughs> whose face has been in the water first. <laughs> That's a good point. I yeah. hear it's a type of torture when you can just dip someone's head in the That's water. That's not fun. It's just disgusting. And someone lets water boarding. Well, well, Jeff said, do you want to bob for apples? I said, yeah. And then he pushed my water, my face into the water, and there was no apples in the pan. <laughs> and he just held me down. <laughs> he said it was it was rich character learning. Uh, well, I think we should move on to question two. Speaking of apple bobbing, the mystery novel Halloween Party about a girl who is drowned apple bobbing was written by this prolific English author. I haven't read it, so I'm not sure if Miss Marple is in it. Oh, Mike, I think I can lock it in for us over here if you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you, you have the same answer I have. I'm not uh, totally familiar with Miss Marple, but uh, is it maybe Agatha Christie? Does that sound right? Is Miss uh, Marple one of her characters along be. with Pierrot? Yeah. Sounds possible. I mean, Pierrot. <laughs> uh, her- Hercule. Should we, should we go? Should we go for it? Sure. All right. We're going to go with Agatha Christie. Okay. Yep. And uh, we did not go with uh, her namesake from Game of Thrones, Gwendolyn Christie. We went with Agatha Christie. The answer is Agatha Christie. Yay. Nice start for this game. Yeah. This is what's crazy. We have a group of uh, old women that come into my escape room, and they, they play all of our escape games, and their team name is Miss Marple's Rejects. So that one was... <laughs> Ooh, I really like that. <laughs> Let's move on to question three. In the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how many people are actually killed with a chainsaw? The original? The original, 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. i buy that. I don't know for sure. Yeah, we just have close. to guess on this one, so we're guessing. Oh, you're guessing? Okay. Um, Mike, anything on this? I Yeah. Um, I mean, I can run down. There's at least five that I can think of, I think. Five. Killed by a chainsaw? Yeah. I think so. I'm trying to think. I don't... Uh, I mean, someone's impaled by a hook. Are you thinking of the Oregon uh, Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do... And they hang someone... I know he, he hangs someone, right? And then he chainsaws them, I thought. Wait, he hangs someone on a hook. But what is the cause of death? Um, I, That's a good question. And then he... Uh, the family... There's people dead upstairs. I don't... I think it's pretty low. Could but it even I, be zero? Uh, maybe zero or one. I don't know. What do you want to go with? I, you said five, but I, I just yeah, don't think it's that many. I think, yeah, I think, well, you talked me out of that. I think I'm just kind of melding them all together now. Okay. Um, I could be way off because I'm just thinking of the of the movie here, but I'm just going to, let's just go with zero. Well, it is about the movie, so that was the right, right. right way to think. All right. right so they're yeah. going with zero. Uh, we're going with a low number as well. Two. Uh, so there, I believe there was five killed in the movie altogether, but just one was killed by chainsaw. Oh. So the answer was one. Wouldn't call it a massacre. Mm. Well, five killed altogether. And over the course of his sequels, I believe it's almost like 40 or and 50. And frankly, if one person is killed by chainsaw, that's the one that's probably going to stand out, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Big fans of the sequels with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger over here. All Matt, right, it's right, his favorite. All right, and and all right, uh, all right, all right. Edward Hopper. Yeah. Edward Hopper. Wait, no, that's the painter. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> famed, famed painter. <laughs> Edward Hopper. I think you've been drinking too many Paps Blue Ribbons. Uh, I think you're right. All right. Question four. Renfield syndrome is an obsession with what? Hint, it's not about being upstaged by your more popular friend. I know I've read about this like recently. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of how uh, it's got to be related to Halloween in some way. So... Mike, I think I have an idea. I'm just going to lock in for the sake of it. Yep. Okay. So Renfield is a character from Dracula. Okay. He's uh, basically locked up in a loony bin because um, 
he's got some kind of psychic connection to Dracula and he kind of knows he's coming to London. Okay. Um, and he does go on like some crazy rants about like spiders and things. Okay. So I don't know if he's obsessed with vampires or the spiders. Um, maybe we should say spiders. There's, I remember there's a lot of spider imagery that he gets into. Could it be, uh, one of those like types of things where you like have, um, like faulty tactile sensations, like spiders are crawling on you or something? Spiders? Spiders works for me. All right. We're going to go with spiders. Okay. You guys are locked in with spiders. Tactile sensations. Sounds like my night terrors that I get every once in a while. Rough. Uh, Yeah, they're terrible. Um, So, Mike, um, I know we were kind of talking about this. Renfield, I believe, is from Dracula. And he's uh, a loony, like Ken said, basically everything Ken said. Um, I just assumed uh, we were going for the easy answer. uh, And I'm guessing he's obsessed with vampires because I know he's obsessed with Dracula, I think. So I just locked in with vampires. I like it. Could also be the moon, maybe. Um, So Renfield syndrome is actually when someone has an obsession with drinking blood. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, Renfield was uh, Dracula's friend who or person he had the connection with and he would drink blood as well. Kind of a he'd, ghoul. Yeah. Think, yeah. If he felt he thought that drinking the blood would give him the life force of whatever he was drinking mm. the blood from. And oh, so that's why you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta stay young. Trying to get their tasty courage. It's a young man's game. That's how it is. Moving on to question five. In the classic Simpsons Treehouse of Horror seven segment, Citizen King, what two politicians do the aliens impersonate in a plot to take over the world? We're gonna lock in. Do you watch The Simpsons, Mike? I don't watch it, so I have no idea. Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I remember this episode, but have no recollection at all. Do you have any clues, like maybe a, a way to figure out if they're famous people? So this is, let's let's go with this. Let's think um, at the time period, because it's what, uh, did you specifically say seven? Uh, yes, Trios of Horror, seven. All right, so we're going to be looking at 90s. Okay, so m- maybe like... Uh... JFK Jr. Maybe, yeah, JFK Jr. Or if they could go uh, Bush and Dan Quayle, or um, Clinton, Clinton and Bush, or Clinton and Gore, maybe, or Perot. Ross Perot seems like a Simpsons character wannabe. That does seem like, yeah, it does. Do you want to go like Ross Perot and Bush? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, all right, they just look funny. All right, Ross Perot and Bush. <laughs> So I think this was a little later, uh, and we said uh, Clinton and Bob Dole. Uh, the answer is Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. Bob Dole would vote for Bob Dole. <laughs> uh, Bob Ross, Dole. Ross Perot is actually in that episode as well. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, he is. Well, because they said uh, you they have to vote for one of them. It's a two-party system, and a guy says, well, I believe I'll vote for a third party. And then uh, Bob Dole's alien says go ahead throw your vote away and ross bro <laughs> punches through his hat and don't blame me i voted for kodos yeah it's all from that episode uh, we tried mike you guys were yeah, close i think we were getting there we were, we were close i think you're off on just by a couple years there yeah me never having seen that episode was not bad all right so after uh five questions we're doing pretty good we got uh 30 points and uh these guys have 20 points across from us at uh, house of slacks all right moving on to question six According to Halloween lore, if you stare into a mirror at midnight on Halloween, who will you see in the reflection? I know this one for sure, Neil. Okay, yeah, let's have you have you lock in. All right. I haven't heard it put this way, but uh, the the two people who appear behind you in the mirror, I think, are uh, Candyman and Bloody Mary, right? What is this in reference to? Just just urban legend. Oh, 
I don't know the urban legends. Hey Mary, if uh, if you need some new slacks, House of Flax on sale. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought both of them though. You had to say Candyman and Bloody Mary mm-hmm. to invoke their presence. But uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm good to go on with that. Let's say uh, Bloody Mary. Okay. All right, Mike. What do you think? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's you said it's a person you see in the mirror after midnight, right? So I think the old the old folklore there is your future husband or wife. The answer is your future husband or wife. What if your future husband or wife is Bloody Mary or Candyman? <laughs> oh, half points for you guys. Well, I know I have fluorescent light bulbs in my bathroom, so the person I see staring back at me is uh, nobody I want to see. Yeah. I was just going to say I wish when I stare in the mirror I see someone that I'm proud of, but I don't. <laughs> no. oh, it's depressing. Turns out the darkest Halloween. part of the Halloween episode is us. Yeah. <laughs> Our internal demons. Moving on to question seven. In a standard piece of classic candy corn, what is the order of the colors from the base to the tip? <laughs> What's so funny, Neil? <laughs> from the base to the tip. Nothing, nothing's funny. I just love orange. Yeah. That's all. Do you, do you, can you picture this, Mike? I, I love Ken's diagram. Um, I have the three colors. There's two that I'm not sure if I have them reversed or not. Think about a, think about a piece of corn, though. <laughs> all right we're locked in we're locked in all right so tell me what you think mike because i just saw a bowl of candy corn at work that people were eating out yeah, of and i'm so trying to I. picture it i can't pick, i can't picture so it. from from the base uh would you go white yellow orange or white orange yellow i think it's i think it's no i think it's uh now that you're you're, you're stirring something inside of me <laughs> um so let me think about the base really quick i think it actually might be white a white bottom not red bottoms white bottom yellow and then orange okay i like it you like it all right we're gonna go with the that's our order the orange tip uh yellow uh, medium and (laughs) (laughs) and white bottom the yellow medium so i think uh, we're going the opposite direction so Mm -hmm. we're saying that the wide end is orange and then in the middle yellow and then the tip is white like an actual piece of corn would be unfortunately no points there uh the base is actually yellow uh the medium is (laughs) He'll set his orange, and uh, we got a white tip there. All right. What do you call the medium? I tried to say. I was going to say something else. Middle. The middle. Oh. There's a top of it. <laughs> I was going to say shaft, but I didn't. The, uh, <laughs> shut your mouth. Ah, the candy corn shaft. Yes. I think it's best that we move on to question eight. This aptly named Canadian actor was born on Halloween and will go on to play a cool uncle, an Olympic coach, and a polka king of the Midwest. I got it. Looks like we are locking in here. Yeah, Neil, I know you know this one, right? Yep. So it's John Candy? Yep. Uh, Poke King of the Midwest is a great reference to Home Alone 2. Home Alone? No, it's the first one. First one. one. Uh, Either way, it is uh, John Candy. Yep. The answer is John Candy, born on Halloween. That's kind of fun, right? I didn't didn't know he was born on Halloween. There you go. There's not many celebrities, so when you look it up. I can't remember if he played Neil or Dell in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. But that would have been a nice reference if it was Neil. Yeah, it's, it was hard to go with one. I guess the, that wasn't like too well known, so I went with Cool Runnings, Uncle Buck, right. and Home Alone. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Uh, do you guys remember Camp Candy? I loved Camp Candy. What was that? It was a it was a cartoon Cartoons. where he played a camp counselor. I had no idea about. It was that. kind of like uh, the pre the precursor to Life with Louie. If you remember oh, that. I remember that. Um, I do want to say because it's the Halloween episode, I was just informed on Twitter yesterday. That eerie Indiana, one of my mm-hmm. favorite shows as a kid, is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, all that's of it. Good. Hey. 
No, I haven't. Yeah. I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark recently on Amazon Prime, and it was very enjoyable. Yeah. It's a classic. They rebooted it, and it's probably not going to be good. I agree. All right. Question nine. The most popular costumes of 2018 were characters from this game. Looks like dentists weren't the only ones suggesting flossing this past Halloween. Okay. We're locked in. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the names now, but the uh, there's a couple of popular first-person shooters, right? The um, pub one and the other one. <laughs> Yeah, Fortnite. It's the one with the dancing, the dancing Fortnite. That's the one. I don't know if that has anything to. Oh, flossing with dentists. Oh, right. Everyone flosses in Fortnite. Yeah, it's Fortnite. Do you mind if we lock in with that? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going with Fortnite. Yes. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, tons and tons of Fortnite characters all over the internet. Uh, and doing that flossing dance and doing it poorly. Can uh, anyone here do the flossing dance? I yeah. can do it I can badly. Do it. Yeah. I haven't mastered it yet, and it really makes me angry. It's become the thing where, like, at any sporting event, if the camera goes on somebody, immediately they stand <laughs> up and they're like, I got to floss and right and now. And they're so f***ing good at it. No. It's, like, well, crazy. So I was at the uh, a coffee company leadership <laughs> event. Um, and the they, coffee cup leadership event? They had uh, the camera come on, and you right. see a bunch of 40-year-old... Uh, white women flossing it's not great is what i'm yeah, saying yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't ideal mike does maybe no- uh maybe that should be a wager in a future episode oh, i like that oh, fortnite dances seeing yeah. if we can learn how to floss yeah. mike does nolan floss uh no he doesn't how about his teeth <laughs> no okay oh, oh for two. Oh for two. <laughs> i think he's too young too young for both yeah all right let's finish out round one with question 10 in the classic halloween episode slutty pumpkin Ted goes to a Halloween party year after year wearing this very dated joke costume from the year 2000 in hopes of running into his lady friend again. The costume might have played better in Florida. All right. Uh, Mike, if you don't know it, I, I know it and I can lock in. Yeah, you can lock in with that. This is How I Met Your Mother. It is. And I remember the episodes. I'm just trying to remember the, uh, the horrible costume that he's always in. I see a hanging Chad. Yeah, that's what he is. Yep, he's a hanging Chad. He is a hanging Chad. I couldn't remember if that was from How I Met Your Mother or another show, but I figured if I said it, you would you'd remember. Okay, so on this terrifying episode, it looks like we are tied at 60 to 60. Um, and uh, in the meantime, before we jump over to the swing round, can you remind everybody how to find us on Patreon? I certainly can. I've done this a lot, so I'm well-practiced. Um, link is in the show notes, as always, but also you can just go directly to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast to explore all of the options that you can, uh, all of the tiers to support the show at. Uh, we're very appreciative of our Patreon uh, supporters. Uh, they're the entire reason that the show can exist. Um, I could go on at length, I really could, about uh, about how it's, you know, the entire reason we do the show, um, not just the supporters, but the listeners, you can support us in other ways as well. If you uh, would not like to or can't make a financial contribution to the show, just by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. But, or buy uh, a t-shirt. Or buy a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. shop's open and uh, new t-shirts coming out. And guess what? Christmas is not that far away. Yeah. It's so true. A Stop tote over bag it. would make a nice gift. Yeah, Indeed. I'd love to open up a tote. Mm-hmm. We've also currently got um, designs only running for the next four weeks at this point. Uh, until we finish Bloodsport, and uh, they will never be—they'll uh, never be here again. So, mm-hmm. if you're interested in any of those custom designs that we're running for a limited time, check them out. That is at inkedandscreened.com, and uh, link is also in the show notes. Yep, don't miss that. Buy some stuff. Stop over at Patreon and pick up your swag there too. All right, you guys ready for the swing round? Yes, please. All right, this um, this swing round is going to be called Scream Quills. I couldn't think of a good name for it. These are uh, movies. <laughs> 
movie sequels and horror franchises. Uh, I'm going to give you the subtitle to the sequel. Uh, you have to tell me what franchise it is, basically. You guys ready for them? We'll try. There's going to be 10, five points apiece. All right. Number one, Fields of Terror, 1998. I'm going to give you the year as well, make it a little easier. Because if you, if you look at it, there's about 20 different movies that have a movie called The Final Chapter. Uh, <laughs> th- that, isn't, you, that isn't the final chapter. They are never the final chapter. Um, so, yeah. Number two, Hell World, 2005. Number three, Back to the Hood, 2003. Number four, Jason Lives, 1986. That's a tough one. Number five, Resurrection, 1997. Number six, Election Year, 2016. Number seven, The Next Generation, 1994. Number eight, Season of the Witch, 1982. Number nine, The Ghost Dimension, 2015. And number 10, Oh, hell no, 2015. <laughs> okay, well, we think about these answers. Uh, Neil, you said you had some talk about Bloodsport that you wanted to drop right now. Yes, if you've been enjoying Bloodsport, our bonus mini-series uh, that was uh, brought to us by Ryan Clefcorn Myers, you can either be listening to Excuse it. Excuse me, Ryan. Ryan Candycorn Myers, thank, thank you. you. It is the Halloween <laughs> episode. Time for we, that. Now we have, we have to make sure we say that every Halloween now. That's right. Uh, so Ryan Candycorn Myers uh, came to us with Bloodsport. We're four weeks in uh, at this point. So we, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, hanging with us for Bloodsport. And we hope you enjoy the final four. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. And with that, all of our answers are locked in. All right. You guys ready? Yes, we are. All right. Uh, number one, Fields of Terror. Uh, Jeff and Ken, what'd you guys say? Uh, I just I don't know why. I just thought that um, these movies took place in like cornfields for some reason, and we went with Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, we thought about that too. Uh, we didn't know if it was too early for that. Uh, we actually just went with the classic children of the corn mm. hanging out in cornfields. It's probably children of the corn. That makes sense too. 
All right, number two, Hell World. Uh, what'd you guys say? Uh, we weren't sure, but the one that's all about uh, hellish realms is Hellraiser. So that's what we went with. Yep, yep, we went with Hellraiser too. All right, Hellraiser is correct. Uh, number three, back to the hood, T-H-A. Very important distinction. Uh, what'd you guys say? We were talking about Leprechaun, but I think that was just called Leprechaun in the Hood. And I think um, Candyman took place in Cabrini Green, so we thought maybe this was Candyman. Mm-hmm. We uh, went with uh, Leprechaun. Yes, there was one in the Hood, but this is when they went back oh, to the no. Hood. This was Leprechaun. Was Candyman 2 just 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Just two. Didn't didn't Leprechaun go to space too? He was in space before he came back to the hood. So yes. he went he went to the hood, then he went to space, then he went back to the hood. Yeah. Okay. After, this is, after this is bad news for our list. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four, Jason lives. I guess we're gonna go with Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Yep, Friday the Thirteenth. All right, that is correct. Uh, number five, Resurrection. Important distinction. Nineteen ninety-seven Resurrection. I uh, hope it's Alien. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got this one wrong, Mike. That was my bad. Uh, we said Halloween. And the answer is Alien. Uh, Halloween Resurrection was in 2002. That was a good trick. Yeah, that was a very good trick. Uh, I didn't mean it to be a trick. Uh, actually, I heard Neil talking about Halloween, and then I looked it up and realized there's another Resurrection. Yeah, well, it was my bad because I knew there was, well, spoilers it's coming but uh, there was another movie that was similar and i was like oh why would he put two of them in here but yeah that yeah. was my bad all i know is getting that right right answer over neil gave me a resurrection <laughs> 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 all right moving on to number six election year 2016 the purge mm-hmm. yep we have the purge as well the purge is correct and i'm, I'm gonna purge myself after getting <laughs> halloween resurrection the purge wrong. is always correct <laughs> All right, number seven, The Next Generation. Uh, we weren't sure about this one. We thought maybe it was the kids of the original Nightmare on Elm Street uh, crew. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let uh, Mike take this one. Yeah, Neil was actually talking about the cast in it earlier. It was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. The answer is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, number eight, Season of the Witch. This took me a little while to get, but I think this is the kind of weird uh, first Halloween sequel. Okay. Mm, well, well, we'll give it to Ken. It, it technically is the third Halloween. <laughs> it's Season uh, of the Witch. Technically, it is the uh, third Technically, one. it's the uh, second sequel. Technically, the answer they were looking for was just the name of the franchise. So. <laughs> this is the first one without Michael Myers in it, right? Isn't that how this works? Yes. Yeah, it's like it's like a standalone movie because Carpenter's uh, vision was always kind of to be like an anthology. Yeah. <laughs> It just pained my heart. It's the wrong franchise. <laughs> All right, number nine. Let's go to the ghost dimension. Uh, we think this was paranormal activity. Okay. I hope you're right, because that's what we went with, too. Yep, it is paranormal activity. The most profitable films of all time. Number 10. Oh, hell no. No idea. So we just went with Leprechaun. Okay. This one, um, I thought... It might have been in the same franchise as the Marlon Wayans Paranormal Activity spoof series, but I can't remember the name of the series, and all I could come up with was Abnormal Activity, so that's mm-hmm. what we went with. It's a, it's kind of a parody movie. It's a Sharknado. Mm. It's uh, one of the Sharknado uh, sequels. Oh, with Ian Ziering? <laughs> Everyone's the favorite heartthrob? Tara Reid? Yes, Tara Reid becomes the star of those movies. Okay, after the round, it's 90 to 100, and uh, House of Slacks just took over. For uh, what what were we? 
Carnival of Bows. Carnival of Bows. How could we forget that? How could anyone forget? Okay. I'm going to get a call from Jimmy now. <laughs> you guys ready for round oh, two? Oh, might. Oh. Yeah, okay. We're doing a bit now? No, no we're good. Okay. That definitely right. wasn't a bit. We ain't doing a bit here. <laughs> All right. Round two, question one. This first lady supposedly haunts the White House's Rose Garden, which she may do by haunted telegraph messages, as she was the first American to respond to a message from the telegraph's creator. I know I know this one. Oh, good, because my head's exploding. <laughs> um, I do want to say here before they talk, if anyone has ever heard of uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, whatever it's called, he has Dana Carvey on for six small episodes because they're really good friends, and the sixth one you should listen to for a funny bit about... Uh, telegraph i was gonna oh that's fine i was gonna say phone sex but it's telegraph sex <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's pretty funny there was a wall street journal article that said that uh conan o'brien invented podcasts or now it's popular because of him so thanks conan oh, o'brien thanks, apparently conan. mary todd has kind of a dark history do you want to say mary todd that makes sense that she could would be, be a, a, a good haunting yeah the president before that had no wife so we can rule out buchanan that's about the right time frame all right let's say uh, mary todd lincoln okay I don't know anything about the telegraph part of it, but I do remember hearing about the, the haunting part. Was um, Dolly Madison? The answer is Dolly Madison. Crap. Hello, Dolly. That's like 50 years earlier yes, than we were thinking. The first first lady. Well, that was Martha Washington. Well, the first, whatever. You know what I <laughs> the meant. fourth first lady. Wow. Moving on. Question two. <laughs> if Sam and Dean on the show were chemists instead of, wait, what is their job again? They would shout, throw me this chemical formula formula in order to repel ghosts and other demons i need the chemical formula. oh i i know i can talk this out with you mike if you know science but wait is this legit science or the science is legit you just oh. need to know what they throw and then you need to know the chemical formula i think i know it mike but we'll talk it out because i'm not a scientist okay i am not a scientist either it's the same so deal so what do they throw okay we're locked in i guess i don't know anything about supernatural uh, I was a fan of Supernatural. I stopped watching after season five uh, when the original arc was supposed to end and when the show was supposed to end. I thought it's a great show anyway. Um, 30 years later. 30 years later. Sam and Dean, uh, when they're fighting ghosts, it, it kind of goes along the lines of, of Sam gets a little scared and Dean goes, Sammy, come on, Sammy. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, they throw salt and they use salt in a shotgun. So I believe that's, uh, Mike, is that sodium chloride? Yeah, so that would be NACL. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. With a little help from our friends, sodium chloride. <laughs> but we did not say that. We thought they might have thrown holy water, so we uh, said H two O. It is uh, sodium chloride, NaCl. See, watching TV got me an answer there. Table salt. Table salt. Correct. Yes. All right. Question three. Due to a previous filmation television series having the rights to the name. Columbia had to negotiate and buy the rights to the name in order to call this 1984 movie what they wanted to call it. What movie is it? What's the word that you're saying? Filmation. Filmation. Are yeah. you just saying an animated film? Is that it's, what that it's actually the name company. of the company, Filmation. So basically you're saying they wanted to title something and they had to negotiate with someone else. Because that name already existed. All right. What are you thinking, Mike? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not positive. I'm just trying to narrow down that by the year. Would that be around the same time as Gremlins? I could picture that being a cartoon like made it animated type movie yeah uh that's pretty close i was just trying to think of movies in 84 i can't remember if elm street was 84 or not but i mean that was new line cinema unless uh, maybe columbia was the studio and new line was the production company but uh gremlins is good um there's also ghoulies 
which is a knockoff of Gremlins, but I think Grem. I like I like your guess of Gremlins. Joe Dante. Let's go with that. Yeah, not a hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm not even sure it's eighty four, but produced by Steven Spielberg. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, we couldn't. We really couldn't lock in on anything either. We thought what might be an innocuous title that uh, they would have wanted to purchase, and we figured Ghostbusters came out about eighty four. So we said Ghostbusters. So That's there was a nineteen seventies TV show about two detectives and their monkey friend who busted ghosts, and it was Ghostbusters. So the answer is Ghostbusters. Jeff. Uh, that's actually why the cartoon had to be called The Real Ghostbusters because Filmation actually made another cartoon after the success of the movie and called it Ghostbusters. Um, and a bunch of kids were disappointed when it was not what they thought. No it was Slimer. Be. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard that, Mike, I was like, yep, that's right. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I've actually heard that fact before too, and I just forgot about it. Question four. This restaurant recently released a Halloween-themed menu, which scared people less than when they attempted a small name rebranding in 2018 to announce another new product. We are locked in on this one. I think I got this, Neil. Yeah, I wonder if your head's where mine is at. What do you got? Uh, I was thinking, didn't IHOP have a big thing where they tried to change it to, like, put the B in there for burger or something like that? I believe that is correct. Um, on on uh, the internet the other day, I saw IHOP had a Adams Family for the animated cartoon coming out, an Adams Family menu, and they had like shakes that had purple whipped cream, and people just showed the remnants of it, and it looked disgusting. So I think that's correct. So let's go with IHOP. Yep. Uh, for the International House of Burgers and Pancakes, <laughs> we said IHOP. <laughs> yes, the answer is IHOP. Uh, they have like, Spider pancakes and some kind of like purple hot chocolate. Filled Drink. with real spiders. Yes. I haven't tried it yet. Not vegan, so you can't have it. Okay. Are you vegan now? No, I just like oh. saying you know. It's just tormenting me exactly. for Halloween. Just for Halloween, yeah. It's spooky. And no other time. Mm-hmm. I only will accept uh, 90% dark chocolate from the... Uh, cacao. Yeah. <laughs> Pure cacao from the <laughs> trick-or-treating houses. Do you, do you cacao? Mm-hmm. What? That should be the advertising slogan. Do you cacao? <laughs> All right. 90% of the time. <laughs> uh, works every time. Question five. This spooky character in the Super Mario franchise is known as Teresa in Japan. While American players would know it better by this name, supposedly inspired by a famous blues musician and not a Harper Lee character. Yep, we're good. We're locked in. Mike, anything? Nope. You know this one? Uh, I don't. Um, I can't remember if they're talking about the ghost in Mario. Like the ghost that floats around, but Harper Lee character that's probably To Kill a Mockingbird. So I'm just thinking oh, of what so makes be, sense. Either Boo, that would Boo Radley, right? Boo Radley, yeah. So I don't know if it's the full name Boo Radley or if it's just Radley or just Boo, because um, it's probably not Scout Finch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gem, Gem, or anything like that, or or uh, yeah. So I don't know. Should we just go Boo Radley or Boo? Yeah, I say yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna be like Boo Ridley or something like just. But yeah, I said just go with Boo Radley. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, uh, Boo Radley. Okay. Initially, <clears throat> I thought Dry Bones would be a cool name for a blues musician, but uh, the character from uh, Mockingbird would be Boo Radley. So we said Boo. The answer is Boo. Oh, uh, the the blues musician was Bo Diddley, mm-hmm. and that's who it's named after. Yeah. How about Mr. Bojangles? I don't believe so. In Super Mario sixty four, the large one is called Big Boo. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jeff calls me after the show. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. Moving on to question six. At Halloween Havoc 1997, 
Hulk Hogan battled this Ronda Rousey favorite in a steel cage. He must have been out of bubblegum as he was victorious. All right. We're locked in. Just because we know this answer doesn't mean I'm not totally out now <laughs> on your nonsense. <laughs> I only asked one wrestling question. There might have been more uh, more in the... Uh, there might have been more? Yeah, I cut them. This is a wrestling question plus some other stuff. Matt yeah. always throws a wrestling question in. Yeah. Plus a little They Live <laughs> and other a things. Rousey. A little Rousey. A little Rousey. Mike, do you have the answer? Um, I would guess uh, Roddy Roddy Piper from the They Live part, right? That is correct. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yep, I'm here to chew bubble gum and answer uh, questions correctly, and I'm all out of bubble gum, so we're gonna say Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And that is the answer, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Ken and I are gonna have a an all too long street fight with missed punches. We're gonna go outside. <laughs> yep, by a trash to can. settle this once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question seven, which is my biggest stretch of the Halloween theme. Yay! Speaking of specters. Phil Spector is an American. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Spector is an American record producer, best known for this signature music formula, used to create a dense aesthetic that sounds great coming from out of the jukeboxes of the day. All right, we're locked in. Mike, I, I I kind of know what he's asking. I just don't know the the name of it. Do you have any guesses? At, like not even a clue. So Phil Spector, I think you know he came up. Um, in the middle of the century. I want to say it was something to do with the way he produced the records. I can't remember, you know, a lot of them were in um, mono and uh, I'm not saying it was stereo, but I think he like stacked um, tracks on top of each other or he, or he oh, shoot, I can't remember, double tracked. He did something with the tracks and he like made them maybe twice as loud. I don't know. It sounds really stupid, but I just think that's what he did. But um, I don't know what to say. So we're just going to say he stacked the tracks. Okay. Stacks on stacks. <clears throat> stacks on Sounds stacks. Right. We said layering. Layering. You guys were close, and you're in the right area. It's actually a wall of sound, is what mm. he's known for. Isn't that what shoegazing is known for as a genre? It's possible. Yeah. All right. Question eight. While Black Magic Woman was a huge hit for Santana in 1970, it was actually released two years earlier as a single for this band. Rumor has it they've added it back to their live set list. If you know it, you can just lock in. Yeah, we'll lock in. Uh, I, at first, I was going to say it was the Eagles, but I think, because I was thinking of Seinfeld, but then when I realized Seinfeld was Desperado, that they were <laughs> singing in the car, but that's the Eagles. So I'm not sure about Black Magic Woman. Have you come to your senses? Uh, anything on this one, Mike? I don't know. Hold on, really quickly. I'm sorry. When I was in Japan, I went to a uh, Starbucks and there was a lady lounge singing Desperado in the Starbucks. Really? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's pretty haunting. Yeah. What else was she singing? I'll get back to that. Uh, Mike, do you know anything about Black Magic Woman? No. Um, Eagles, it kind of sounds like it would be an Eagles song. I could I could see them singing it. Or who else is still touring? Um, Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, maybe? That's interesting. Live set list. Yeah, Rolling Stones, maybe. I mean, um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. The guy that my mom loves. Um Oh my God, Neil Ken, oh. yeah, <laughs> Neil Diamond. <laughs> no, no, uh, Silver Bullet Band, Bob Seger. I don't think it's him though. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, your mom's in the in the Bob Seger age mm-hmm. range. Yeah, Seger for Seger. Uh, you know who doesn't like the Silver Bullet Band? Werewolves. Werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would fit the category. It would. Uh, so I don't know, Mike. Do you want to go Eagles or do you want to go Rolling Stones? I'm fine with either. Ah, uh, I'm gonna let you pick. Oh no. Because I, um, I talked you into Boo Radley, so I think uh, 
Yeah, you were close though. I'm I'm just trying to imagine Mick Jagger saying the the lyrics. Oh, budget woman. That's all. That's all I got. Yeah, I can't do. I can do the He's move. He's doing the move. Yeah. I'm doing He's the, doing move. the cocksure strut right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Stones. Why not? So uh, Ken and I came together on this answer. Um, we, we we had an Lies. answer, and then we decided we're never going back again because this is Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. When you're talking rumors, you're talking Fleetwood oh, Mac. Of course. And there's the clue. Oh, Mick, hit the gong, please. <laughs> we're done. Question nine. This horror writer answered the call of Harry Houdini to ghostwrite for him in Weird Tales magazine. We are going to lock in. The answer to the call is is really sticking to me. Yeah. So when was what when was uh, Houdini around? That would be Uh he would have been around early 1900s. Yeah, so there's Lovecraft is around that era, right? Yeah, I was thinking so yeah, I was thinking Lovecraft, but then answered the call like really put me in a weird direction because I was like, Stephen King had the book Cell, but he would not have been alive al- along with Houdini. Right. Um, Lovecraft makes sense. I mean, Houdini was was kind of friends with um, Arthur Conan Doyle, but he wasn't a horror writer. I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I feel like I, Edgar Allan Poe wouldn't have been alive then, so maybe it's the only one I can think of is H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I feel like that answer the call is like. Something that should be right in front of me, you know. Yeah, isn't answer? It sounds Poe to me, but that's yeah. You're right. The the error just doesn't work out. Yeah, he wouldn't have been alive then, right? I don't think so. I, I'm not too sure. I, do you just want to go H.P. Lovecraft? I don't think it's right, but I think I think go. I don't know. Maybe go Poe. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to defer to you. Uh, let's go to let's go with Poe. Well, I felt like I was uh, descending into madness listening <laughs> oh, to that. God, but, uh, we're going to go with uh, The Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Uh, of course. Lovecraft. That would be The Call, and it is H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I believe Poe died in 42, 1842, so it would have been a drunken rabbit in a gutter. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, in the streets wait. of Baltimore. He died with a rabbit? No. He rabid. Was, oh. I <laughs> yeah. think he might have been uh, Had rabies. riddled with rabies. Yeah. Wow. Possibly. Yeah. Lovecraft? Pope. He was oh. functionally homeless as he wandered the streets of Baltimore his last couple of weeks. All these like great artists in history, you know, Mozart dying penniless, mm-hmm. um, Poe dying with a rabbit yes. in the gutters. <laughs> I think you misunderstand. <laughs> I say this is like a movie thing where yeah. Ken's the really serious character. He's like, I think you, mi-. it's Malkovich. That's I'm who gonna, it is. Gonna, yeah, I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. Art doesn't pay. Yeah, but I'm going to put you in a, in a pit with a pendulum after this. So. Oh, very good. Very good. We need a wide enough inseam for that pendulum to... <laughs> <laughs> All right, question 10. In 1938, the H.G. Wells classic, War of the Worlds, caused wide-scale panic among <laughs> listeners who thought it was real. Who was the legendary narrator of this program? For sure. Ah, the War of the Worlds, or is it... H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Uh, I think me and Neil are going to lock in right away here with uh, Orson yes. Wells. Yeah, the pride of Woodstock, <laughs> Illinois. I just saw his uh, his tro- or trophy or you know bronze statue there. Uh, Orson Wells. The answer is Orson Wells. Uh, That's a layup for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> what we were doing there was the uh, Paul Masson uh, spike- sparkling wine commercial that Orson Have did. we talked about it on the show? I feel like we talked about it. I think we may- well, maybe mentioned it briefly. Where can people find it? What do they have to search for? Uh, Orson Welles' wine commercial. Okay. Yeah, look it up. It's funny. Ah, the French 
champagne. It's funny and a little sad, but uh, it's all good. All right, following regulation, looks like we have a slight lead at uh, Carnival of Bows with 160. Uh, House of Slacks has 150. All right, you guys ready for the final round? Yeah, let's get those categories. All right, these categories were all Simpsons quotes, and they were all going to be from Treehouse of Horrors, but I did not find enough to meet the categories, so I kind of made some up. (laughs) So you guys ready? Indeed. All right, category one. Wow, an award statue. Ah, it's a Grammy. Category two. I can't believe Jerry Springer didn't solve our problems, and now he's dead. Category three. That Simpson thinks he's the Pope of Chilitown. Category four. The doll's trying to kill me, and the toaster's been laughing at me. Category five. Now I can get back to my normal dreams, me and Krusty winning the Super Bowl. The wagers are now locked in. All right. So let's get these frightening categories. You got the categories. I don't know who that was, but it was scary. It is scary. Let's get ready for some of these questions. All right. Question one in the award statue. Oh, no, it's a Grammy. It was one sweet day for this singer when her fiancé proposed to her with a ring in a ring pop wrapper. He was really wilding out on that one. Number two, and I can't believe Jerry Springer. This manly late-night host's viral challenge encouraged parents to tell their children that they ate all their Halloween candy and that there was nothing left with hilarious results. Question three, in The Simpson Thinks He's the Pope of Chilitown. While the ghost pepper briefly held the record as hottest pepper on the planet, this similarly spooky-sounding spicy pepper took the record in 2013 and, according to Guinness, currently still holds that record. Question four. In The Doll's Trying to Kill Me and the Toaster's Been Laughing at Me, the inspiration for the doll in Annabelle is supposedly based off a true story where a demon possessed this particular doll in 1968. I'm looking for the brand name of the doll. Question five. Now I go back to my normal dreams, winning the Super Bowl with Krusty. This SEC coach was also born on Halloween, and the only thing scarier than that was was his decision to sign Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees while he was running the Miami Dolphins. All right, we will step out and consider these answers. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. 
So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. After a brief but shockingly terrifying discussion, we have our answers. All right. Uh, so let's start with question one. Um, let's see if you guys knew who that one Sweet Day singer was. Let's start with Jeff and Ken. All right. So we wagered 15 points on this one. And uh, I think we knew it well before the wild and out clue. But we said Mariah Carey. Yep. We said Mariah Carey as well. Yep. For five points. The answer is Mariah Carey. Good job, guys. Uh, question two. Do you guys know who that late night host with the viral challenge was? Pretty sure I remember people being mad at Jimmy Kimmel for uh, for getting this all started mm-hmm. up, but uh, I thought it was funny, and uh, we'll take 15 points for it. We wagered 15 points, and uh, for some reason, we were just staring Adam Kroll in the face. We said, you know what? I think it's the other man from the man show, so we wanted Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, the answer is Jimmy Kimmel. All right, what do you guys know about spicy peppers? I know I like them, <laughs> and uh, we bet 15 points, and we said that this... Uh, Frightening Pepper is the Carolina Reaper. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we had 10 points, and uh, let Mike take this one. Yep. We also said the Carolina Reaper. You guys ever have anything with Carolina Reaper? I don't think. Maybe, maybe in small, small Pass, amounts. Never. Not I can't me. handle any spice. So. Uh, that I had, is true. I had ghost pepper posh. fries. And I was, it was he couldn't even handle baby. Uh, is it called the Reaper because the following morning after you eat it, you <laughs> reap what you sow? I would imagine so. (laughs) Where did that phrase come from, reap what you sow? Well, when you sow the seeds, the plant grows, and then you reap the plant. Yeah. You harvest it. So what you grow, Mm -hmm. you sow. Right. Could you say that to a seamstress, though? It makes sense. And if you're not industrious and you're not planting all the seeds, you will reap nothing. So you reap what you sow. Well, so be careful while you plant your seeds is what you're saying. (laughs) You can't just plant your seed anywhere. I don't think you're understanding the (laughs) phrase at all. (laughs) Again, you're bad at this. We'll have another uh, bonus episode where Neil can't figure out what any of these classic sayings yeah, mean. Just, just give me a list of 10 proverbs. Bird in the we'll hand s- is worth yeah. two in the bush. But I'm just throwing stones in my glass house now. We can move on to question four. Uh, what do you guys know if you have this doll in your doll collection? This one provided the most challenge for us. Uh, for 15 points, uh, we were thinking about what Annabelle looks like, and I drew a nice little picture here of Annabelle for Jeff, and uh, we went with American Girl. Mm. All right, Ken's drawing kind of looks like Jason Momoa, but uh, <laughs> does we won't talk about that. Um, so we wagered it's ten. Not a goatee. That's like her jaw. <laughs> oh, it's her jaw. Okay. Um, we wagered ten, and uh, I do believe that Annabelle uh, was based on Raggedy Ann. Mm-hmm. Drawing should have been a little more raggedy. It was Raggedy Ann. Uh, Andy escaped that. I imagine he was not possessed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that'll uh, be the sequel. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I guess that's just Chucky then, more yeah. or less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question five, SEC coaches. Uh, Jeff seemed like he had an idea here. Uh, I think I did, yes. Yeah. So um, we wagered 15. Very, um, you know. Consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. consistent. I was going to say surprisingly. And um, I happen to know before he had a tear at Bama and after he was at Michigan State, uh, Nick Saban was the coach for the Miami Dolphins. So we said Nick Saban. And uh, we wager 10. Uh, Mike said he's a Detroit Lions fan, and I think what he was quoted to me as saying was that he's a fan the first game of the season and not for the rest of the season. But uh, I'll let uh, Mike take this one. Uh, yeah, we had the same answer. I had no idea, though, so that was all That was all Neil uh, Saban. The answer is Nick Saban. All right, so we raked in 45 points on that uh, last round. 
Um, House of Slacks raked in 50 points, but uh, we are in a slight lead, so it looks like it's 205 to 200, and we are the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! <laughs> all right, cream of the crop, we all said together. Yes. Thank you, Nolan. Yes, thank you, Nolan. I love it. Every time. I can hear it over and over. Mike, you said that Nolan uh, repeats that in the car every time he hears it? Oh, yeah, and then for the rest of the day. Oh, that's good. That sounds so like a, that's, sorry. That's such like a like a horror movie too. It's like and he never stopped repeating it. Yeah, you cream round you round the corner at two a.m. and he's cream in front the of the crap. bathroom just going cream of the crap, cream of the crap. <laughs> Anytime somebody pays me like a light compliment, I just play on the cream of the crap. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. Can't speak to that. Very scary. He's becoming possessed. I am becoming possessed. <laughs> that's not having enough uh, water after two recordings. This was a scary episode. Uh, thanks for being a part of it, Mike. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. You survived, as it as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got out uh, under the time limit, uh, yeah. just like your escape room that you work at. What's, what's that called again? Uh, the Riddle Room in Rhode Island. Mm. The and Riddle Room. Make sure you check out that company online. Yeah. And if you ever find yourself in Rhode Island, go there. Yeah, go to Rhode Island. Uh, go to the Riddle Room. Say that Triviality sent you, and you will not get a discount. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you will have fun. You will have yeah. fun. Actually... If if you if you say that Triviality sent you, I will give you a discount. There you go. First, first Triviality yeah. discount. Hey, does that make does that make me the first sponsor? Yeah. I was just gonna say Mike is the first sponsor of Triviality. Oh, you know who would right. be a great sponsor for this episode? Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not. But they're not. As so. soft as a dead boy's ghost. <laughs> Yikes. And on that note. That is a great note to end. Uh, thanks again to Mike for playing our game today. Thanks for Jeff, Ken, and Neil for me. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was triviality. I love it. The only thing scarier than that episode was how we tried to start and end it. Yeah. This fine. That was bad. <laughs> So Ken, Jeff, and myself are here at a haunted house called the Catacombs, and we're going to try and record what we can from the inside. Uh, Ken's here. How do you feel, Ken? Hey, what's up? Uh, We're also joined here by Emily and Phil, who have both been on the podcast. Emily is, of course, our Patreon supporter and one of the uh, five-timers club. I guess this would be number six, right? Yeah, I think this is number six, and we'll see if she survives tonight. What are you thinking? Uh, What do you think about this, Emily? Are you ready? I'm menacing tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world in my head through the whole thing, and I think I'll be okay. Okay. Well, we'll see if that works, and uh, we're just kind of waiting to uh, enter the haunted house right now. How how you feel about this experience, Jeff? I don't know what's going on right now. We're making a recording for the podcast. Oh, okay, then I'm fine. Uh- <laughs> Jeff is uh, currently pantsless, so no one will touch him during the haunted house. It's a, f- a foolproof strategy. Yeah. And Phil uh, has canola oil all over his body, so he's slippery. Yeah, if anybody grabs him, they won't be able to uh, to get a good grasp, and he'll slip away. As you can hear the music here, it's creepy. Take your time. Someone is very angry. It's very foggy, but weed is also legal in Illinois.
It's uh, very, very, yeah, is everyone here? Super, thanks for asking. <laughs> Mirrors. It's the John Wick room. Oh, yes! Yes! To the birth canal. Emily, are you ready to go through the birth canal? Ready as all It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. It's alright, we're right here. Just keep going <laughs> straight. <laughs> no. Why didn't one of you go first? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't. Um, is that you, Phil? I hope. <laughs> Uh, a straight, or is it straight or left? Probably straight. I don't care who Philip is. I fill up, you know me. I cheat on your test. There you go, that's after medieval times. Right here, it's a toilet full of uh, feces. Where's the cute? This is brought to you by Metamucil. So Ken, I'll, I'll have Ken recap some of the things that we saw because there was a lot of noise. Yeah, so uh, we had the uh, <laughs> we had the let the bodies hit the floor segment where they play drowning pool. Yep. And everybody uh, freaks out. So we had the uh, the hillbilly horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the, what's that movie? Uh, no, Deliverance or Deliverance. Yeah. We had the Deliverance section. Yep. Uh, of course, the uh, there was the medical or no, it was a butcher shop with body parts. Yeah, which is which is really impressively violent for a church basement haunted house. Yes, very bloody. Uh, some of our so Phil in our group is a teacher, and apparently some of these zombies were his students and said they cheated on his tests. If you could hear that, or whatever. So that was good. Uh, but it was I think it was a success, Jeff. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. time, Emily. I I did I did. Good. All right, well, this is uh, us from the uh, St. Pascal's Catacombs, Chicago Haunted House. Uh, Ken, uh, Phil, Jeff, Emily, and myself. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you heard some good stuff.